Welcome to another edition of the podcast. It is May 7th. This is round two. Uh, this time, it's just going to be Diggler and myself. So, with no further ado, let's get this bitch rolling. Uh, I'm going to give Diggler a call right now. So, here he comes. Yo, yo. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. So what's happening, man? That was man? a pretty good podcast. Yeah, I, li- I like having Alex on, man. He's 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 just a good guy. I talked to him afterwards. I was just like, hey, would he's like, I, I go, was it your earbuds? Of course, there was nothing on his fault, but he just dropped. Oh, no big deal. I mean, shit happens, I guess. I mean, he's going to be on again. He's a good guest. I mean, I just think that, uh, you know, nothing's perfect, but uh, the more we do this, the better it'll get and the more natural it will be. And uh, No, I totally, I totally feel that. Now, uh, do, you, do you like the uh, phone conversation or more of the headset? Right now, I'm on the phone. You're on the phone right now? Yeah, I had to do the phone because I'm laying down. If I'm outside, I do the headset. I think the phone's fine right now. I mean, you're going to have to make that call on your own, but um, definitely listen to the show, yeah. Alex, and uh, you make that well, call. Well, like Gonzo, all Gonzo is all on my headset. Oh, well, you make that call on your own. There was just some times I thought you were a little muddy, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Regardless, I think... Um, you know, cause I, Probably because I was hanging out with a Mexican Jew. Well, <laughs> the hardworking Mexican Jew. <laughs> I love that. That's fucking hilarious. You know, the funny thing. Awesome. He is awesome. Um, yeah, no, I think that, uh, you know, when it comes to the technical parts of the show, I'm, I hear other podcasts do this and I hate it. I absolutely, cause it takes away from the content of whatever the conversation is where they will call it out as it happens. And I'll never do that. Because call out what? Call out, say, oh, dude, you you sound like shit. Changed your headset. Like, I would never say that. Oh. I would never say that mid-show. Because it really doesn't. We could just re-record it. You're just like, you'd rather re-record it. No, I don't want to re-record it. I'd rather just do better next time because... Uh, what gets lost in translation is the content. So you're saying don't point out imperfections. Not in the middle of a show because, I mean... Yeah, you're like, I got most of it covered. Again, I like to think about the audience. I like to think about whoever begins to start listening to our gibberish. You know, um, eventually what happens in podcasts is people like to hear certain guests. So, for example... Uh, maybe they like our interviews with Alex a lot, or maybe they like him with Muncie a lot, or they like him with Gonzo a lot. They're just going to start listening to those podcasts exclusively because they don't give a fuck about anybody else that we, you know, because they don't know them. And, uh, you know who I was trying to be, you know who I was almost calling today to see if I could bring in, but Manny. Oh God, Manny would be great. I mean, we've got so we've got such a roster of characters, and uh, I don't think we we're lacking in talent. 
you know, for guests. No. I mean, we must have, I don't know, at least a dozen that we can call at will. I mean, I can think of at least a half a dozen right now. I could call right now. We can get on as a second guest right now. I mean, we could do a special guest and just do a random call. <laughs> no, but I like to prepare them. You know, I like to, I mean, I, if they're your guests, you know, it's up to you, but I mean, it's, it's always a good, like, Hey, we're just doing a podcast. And uh, I mean, if you just throw somebody on live there, it's like, Oh, uh, I mean, the funny thing is like this, this whole setup is connected to my phone because obviously we're talking to each other and, uh, yeah. I text Alex the link I uploaded accidentally to the wrong account. And um, he'll have an opportunity to listen to it for himself. But uh, if he texts me back, there might be a ding, ding. You won't hear it, but the the, the audience will. Because <laughs> I'll get a text on my phone. Oh. But anyway. Oh, every time somebody looks at it? No, when if he texts me back. I have an iPhone, so. Yeah. I mean, it's no big deal. I mean, but at least we can set the audience up for knowing that uh, if I get a text during our conversation right now, that uh, fucking that's what it is. It's probably Alex replying back to his <laughs> link. Yeah. That, that kid was tired. He's got work to do. He, he wants to hear the podcast, but he's going to hear it tomorrow. He's going to get super stoned and just sit there and relax. And the beautiful part is we've got, our friends are spread out all over the country. I mean, Carl's in Oregon. Me and you are in Washington. Alex is in Wisconsin. Um, yeah, but let me, ask you, let me ask you some of these questions. <laughs> some of these people have already been uh, back to work. In fact, uh, uh, Carl hasn't been shut down at all. They just limited outside travel right right and he was saying Oregon is pretty good right now like so no so let me ask you a question how much longer do you think people are going to allow this lockdown to continue well for us in Washington we're we're here we're stuck until at least June right I mean the beautiful part is our podcast is born out of a crisis you know, I think that um, we wouldn't be doing you this. Think people are gonna, you think people are going to be okay with, like, not fishing or anything called June? I don't think people are okay with it now. I mean, I'm definitely not, but I'm definitely a beneficiary of, of the crisis. Well, when do you think there's going to be an outlaw? That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, there's people going down to the Capitol right now. Uh, there's a friend of mine who owns a gym and he's taking him and all the other people that, um, you know, are, uh, it, you know, close to him that are members of his gym and they're, they've been down to the Capitol protesting. They're like, listen, open us back up, open us back up. Did you hear about that, uh, hairstylist? Oh, in Dallas. Yeah, the yeah the the lady and the lady the, that the got judge, arrested. That is like just say you're selfish, and she's like, no, if I'm selfish, you're trying to support my kids, and 
And uh, she actually, the Supreme Court, without like literally like a day later, said, no, this ain't right. Just threw it out. Totally. I think they should throw it out. I mean, I mean. Well, they did. They did. She's at home. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Dan Patrick. You know who Dan Patrick is, right? From the, oh, yeah. the old ESPN days. He said he'd pay for her. He said he'd pay for her $7,000 fine. And, um, I mean, they they're pretty stiff on it. They weren't even going to let her out of jail. There was no bail. Super, super stiff. Let out the rapist, throw in that working mom. So I, I didn't watch the news at all today. Um, I haven't, I haven't turned on the TV at all. And, uh, so she's out then, huh? Oh yeah. That's good. She really got thrown out in the, uh, and I don't know if it was the Supreme court or if it was just the, uh, uh, highest court in that state. You know what I mean? Well, there's a state Supreme court, but yeah, I think it might've been that, but, uh, yeah, they basically, there's, there's a lot of people with a lot of power out there that is, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's just amazing that they want to throw in jail people who want to recreationally hang out, yet they're letting out, like, rapists and low-level criminals, which is, like, people who break into people's houses and shit. It's yeah, like, you're, you're talking like the New York thing where they let a bunch of those... Um, oh, and now de Blasio, check this out. So de Blasio now? Yeah. He says he can't reopen unless he gets a government stimulus to uh, allow his uh, city not to go bankrupt. He charges so much tax he does all this stuff. The homeless people who were just looking on the subway like literally three days ago, they kicked them out of the subway, put them in hotel rooms, and got them alcohol and pot. Oh. No shit. You didn't hear about that? No, I think I said I haven't turned on the news at all today. <laughs> so check this out. So the uh, subway system has been running that nobody's been on it because nobody's going to work. So who do you suspect living is on the subway? Homeless people. Yeah. A lot of homeless people, a lot of fecal matter, a lot of, a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. um, they did this whole city subway thing clean where they kicked every, all the homeless people out of the subway. But... They put them up in a hotel, and they offered them free alcohol and free uh, um, marijuana. That's good for them, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, but think about that. We've been doing it wrong this whole time. We should have just been homeless, then we'd be thrown up at the Ritz. Uh, in fact. Some of California's subsidies want to um, not allow certain hotels to get benefits from the government if they do not want to have homeless people 
in their facility. I mean, what do you think these homeless people are doing? Same shit they've always been doing? Crapping on the side of the fucking windowsill. I don't know. I mean, they've been homeless. And most of those people, most people that are homeless are kind of psychologically not there. Dude, I've seen plenty of Facebook videos of, like, confrontations of people that either have got mental issues or they're homeless or they're just not fully functional there. people. Yeah, I, I've seen them. And uh, you get this guy that trades on Wall Street, you know, like, tr- holding back not to fuck them up. And he, they won't do it because, you know, it's not right. But, I mean, shit. They're there with everybody else. I was in New York about a year and a half ago. January January of 2019, I I took a trip to New York. Man, my first time. And I got to tell you, the subway is fucked. What do you mean? I would never, ever, ever as like, put it this way. If you're a girl, you're a girl in college, and you're taking a subway, you're putting yourself at so much risk. I mean, I took maybe three subway trips, and all three times there was a homeless person that basically stood up and was like, hey, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then starts to ask for money. Yeah, makes a scene and then starts asking for money. And it's like, it gets, it gets super awkward. Super awkward. And it's just, it's just uncomfortable. And there's nothing, there's, there's nothing you can do about it except for let it happen. And I just think that I don't know. Just it, think about how, how much. Think about how much. Think about that. You were there visiting, and think about how much of a rent it is. If you want to live next to the shithole, you're gonna pay for like twenty five hundred dollars for like something you can barely stand up in. You know what I mean? More than that, my friend. I mean, when I was there. I, I I met up with a friend of mine in New Jersey, so I landed in, in um, New York, and then I made it out to my place that uh, I I got a hotel in Jersey. Yeah. And I I took a Uber from where I was because I got frustrated because I didn't know the subway and the train and. I didn't know all that system. Well, last time overs will let us take a ride with them. What? It's one of the last time overs let you take a ride with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 not talk about a year later on my birthday, but um yeah, I I took a you know, like a hundred and forty five dollar Uber from JFK basically to uh New Jersey. And I could have took the train. I could have took several other options, but 
if you don't know the system, it, it gets overwhelming. And if you hit the wrong thing or you go on the wrong train or you go on the wrong whatever, you know, you end up in a different part of town and it makes the situation worse. And then in the meantime, you have to deal with the people that are on it. So it's like, Jesus Christ, do I want to deal with this anymore? Should I just call Uber? So I called Uber and spent $145, you know, to go from essentially the airport to my hotel. And once, once I was there, I got, get to my hotel in New Jersey, which was, I don't know, maybe a couple miles, like two miles from, uh, Rutgers university. And, uh, you know, there it's different. It's way different than New York. I mean, it, you feel like you're in a very rural area. And, uh, then I meet up with my friend and she takes me everywhere in her car and that was cool. And then one night we're like, well, let's go to, um, let's go to the city and see what's up. So we Ubered from New Jersey all the way to New York and meet up with our friend. And I wanted to go out and it was like a Wednesday night. And it was dead all over New York. And New York bars stay open till 4 a.m. And we didn't find any action until about 2 a.m. Like, uh, where we ended up, it was interesting. And then I ran into some... I had a racist incident. Uh, because I you was... You always got to go with the locals are. Well, dude, so I go to this place. And the two two girls I'm with one girl is black and the other girl is Puerto Rican and I'm dancing with them and blah 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 and one of the bouncers who's black uh, starts talking to one of them and they didn't they didn't want it they didn't want to talk to this guy and you know so I kind of you know posture up a little bit I wasn't going to kick the guy's ass or anything like that and he started saying a bunch of shit around race i'm like no man i'm obviously with a black girl and a puerto rican chick and you're just being an asshole and they were trying to kick me out of the club and blah 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 i mean i was a little liquored up won't be the last time But, uh, you know, so it was just an interesting, I mean, kind of paraphrasing the situation. But, you know, it was uncomfortable. And the bouncer guy started making racial induendos because I was white and he's black. And I'm with a black chick and her Puerto Rican friend. And it was just, it got really weird. So we ended up leaving like probably like three thirty in the morning, and uh, we end up going back to. Uh, this is in New York. Yeah, and we end up going back to the Puerto Rican girl's place, and um, she lived with like four other people in an apartment that was maybe uh, eight hundred square feet tops, 
but there's four people living there in four different bedrooms. So, I mean, it's like pocket sized and, you know, we're there, uh, the bathroom's being used. So I use the fire escape and, uh, do my business out there. <laughs> so I'd pee. You don't want to move there? And dude. Yeah, exactly. It just sounds like fun. It wasn't fun at all. I mean, it was fun, but it was not, it was not like, you know, going out in Tacoma where we're from or Seattle or I used to live in LA. Like that's different. I mean, I would live in Los Angeles, even though I didn't particularly like what was going on there, but I would live in Los Angeles 10 times over than, than move to New York. I would never move to New York. New York is fucking hell in a handbasket. <laughs> it is. And you know, when I was there, I went to the, the new one world trade center. Cause I wanted to just go see what was up with the trade centers and all that stuff. And, How was that? Oh my God. First of all, it was very overwhelming emotionally because you just, you think about what happened there. And two, I, you know, me, I, I just start thinking about, you know, okay. If I was here and a plane crashed into the building and what happened on nine 11 happened right now, where would I go? What would I do? And there's literally nowhere to go. The only thing to do is just let it happen and you probably would have died. And then you get on the subway and it's like the subway hasn't been updated since like 1970. You look at anything, anything that happens in the subway, subways still are decked out in orange and white fucking 1970s colors, like fucking seats and shit like that. It's kind of weird down there. It's, it's, it's a slum and I don't know. It's just a very weird experience. But, you know, when it comes to, like, the 9-11 stuff, I'm, I've am i watched... I don't know if you've ever watched um, the, the 9-11 documentary. Uh, it's called Looser Change. And um, they talk about, like, it was probably an inside job, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so there's a infamous story about Building 7, which was right next to the tr- the Twin Towers. It didn't get hit by a plane, but it completely com- collapsed. And so I went to the new Building 7, and I'm, like, checking that shit out. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, whoa, this is the Building 7, the infamous Building 7. And uh, at the basement of this thing... What did you find out? Well, the basement of this thing uh, has a, a bunch of gold from the Federal Reserve. And... Apparently, when 9-11 happened, a bunch of that shit went missing. Now, conspiracy theory, whatever, you know, you whatever you want to say about it. But um, just very interesting uh, to be there and then well, con- here's one consider fact. it. Here's, here's one fact, Bards. We'll never know how much gold is in our repository because... Uh, it was audited back in 1970-something. And it is not, it's not going to be audited ever again. Yeah, I think Trump tried to audit it. And uh, 
You know what? It's, I don't think it's there because I, I mean I, I think, think so he either. wants us to go back to the gold standard, but you can't go back to the gold standard if we have no gold. I think you're 100 percent right. I don't think the gold's there. You I know? think the aliens said it. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's just not there, and. Um, I don't know. The whole New York thing was a weird experience. As all I got to chalk it up to, um, you know, it was just not. Yeah, at least you're in New York now. What? At least you're not in New York now. Oh my God! I mean, you, you talk about the COVID thing. I mean, you you they're dealing with that at epic scale compared to the rest of the nation. I mean, Alex was talking about what's happening. Did you happened. hear what they're not even talking about? Say that again. Did you hear what they're not even talking about? What so, is, Governor Cuomo? Yeah. He sent... So, there he sent 14... What? I forget how many he sent back, but he sent a ton of uh, people that came from retirement homes... Okay. ...to the hospitals with COVID. And he had the option of sending them to the ships that he had off the shore and shit like that, or the the comfort. or the makeshift uh, the, or the makeshift uh, hospitals in the middle of a uh, yeah the comfort the yard there yeah 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 and he decided to send them back to their retirement facilities so they go back to their retirement facilities they infect a lot more. And over 40%, I think, if I'm right, 40% of New York's uh, uh, deaths are due directly to uh, old folks. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I mean, it makes sense, but it's sad at the same time. That's why I always wonder how, like, guys like Gonzo, love Gonzo to death, but, like, remember the other day when, I remember I was listening to all of the uh, podcasts today, and uh, I was just trying to critique them, and if I, you know, what I could help out and whatnot, and I came across, across Gonzo, and I told you not to ask him anything about politics. Uh, things like that, and then it came up, and you asked him, and I was like, oh. And uh, you mistaken him for a Democrat, even though he he would he said you got you got to go for the you got you, you just got to you got to vote for Biden. You got remember that? Uh, yeah, of course. He was like, you got to you just got to go for Biden, and uh, we're. You know, me and you all week we're talking about Biden, creepy, creepy Joe Biden, creepy Joe Biden. I mean, smuggling kisses, fingering girls in corners. I mean, you got shit, weird shit going on. But the thing is, is that like, I don't know. I guess with conservatives, I mean, if that happened on our end, we'd be like. You know, and it was kind of, it, it was apparent, like, people were like, oh, President Trump had a prostitute pissing on him, 
in Russia on, you know, and we were like, yeah, it sounds like a good story, but it sounds like a little far-fetched. I mean, why would a billionaire want prostitutes to, I mean, if I was a billionaire, I'd just want to pay hookers to be hookers. And, you know what I mean? Everybody's into the weird shit, man. I don't know. I mean, I think it... No, but, I mean, you know, the whole thing, the, the best thing about it is that it was totally false. And this whole Russian... Uh, did you just hear today's uh, thing with Mike Flynn? You know, I hear he's going to get acquitted. I didn't hear... It. I, again, I didn't watch any news the today. DOJ, the DOJ dropped all charges against Michael Flynn. He spent over $10 million... He spent three point nine million, sold his house for nine hundred thousand, and he's got four and a half million in in lawyer debt right now. So he's ten million dollars into it without earning a dime. And uh, the DOJ said we're going to drop the charge. That's good. So okay. does that mean he gets his? That means he gives his money back? Nope. He doesn't get any. I mean, doesn't no, get his lawyer the, fees back. The, no, but that's the thing is that they screwed a guy that really did a lot of good shit for the country. You know, I didn't know him, but obviously he was a good guy. And now all of a sudden he's found innocent and he's still screwed for $10 million. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. It's fucked up. You know, and. Uh, well, a lot of this just has to do with, you know, people not liking Trump and that's that's a big problem, you know. I mean, just because they don't like a, a guy's lifestyle and I mean the motherfucker was running the uh, you know, the, uh Miss Universe thing and there's audio of him talking about going back there when they're naked and la la, la and grabbing bitches by the pussy and la la, la. for for the Facts are facts, I think, that he is doing more for our country than any other president has ever done. And to be honest with you, he is the best president we've had in my generation. Granted, I, I haven't seen enough presidents to go around. But, um, you know, I mean, for me, it's Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush again, Obama, Trump. Uh, all the other ones just kind of play the, oh, yeah, the corporate answer for everything and da 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 Like, they're not real people. Let me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You just named off a couple of presidents. You named off about six or seven, right? In my lifetime, name I think two it's six. Name, name, name the top two presidents, the top two presidents that were the strongest for America. Well, I mean, if you're a Republican, you got to say Reagan and Trump, um, straight up, because Bush, what do you gotta, what do you got to say if if you're what would you say if you're a Democrat? You're going to say Obama won to Clinton. How could how could you say that when the numbers totally say no? The what? That's what that. How could you say that? How could there's a lot of I agree with you. There's a lot of people that will agree with you, but when you look at Obama's job reports, oh, he was yeah. a horrible president when it comes to foreign policy. So, yeah. So, 
Oh, and then he gives everybody health care. Well, he gives everybody health care that the computer crashes and nobody can use it. And, I mean. Sure, but there's only two options. There's Clinton and Obama when you talk about the Democrats. I mean, unless you include Jimmy Carter in that, which his presidency was wrapped because of that whole well, what, I- what? Iranian hostage thing. But, you know, I think. Well, this is my honest opinion. So you put. So what you're saying is that you put two Republicans. You went Bush, or you went Reagan and Trump against Obama and Clinton. Yeah. So so let's say I'm saying the two best presidents, and you got to pick one Democrat, one Republican. Mm. Who's the best Republican president you think you've seen? I would first say Trump, and then I would back him up with. With um, Clinton, I think you're right. Even though Clinton was fucking just having non-consensual sexual relationships, I mean, with, I mean, Bill Clinton. Um, Bill Clinton's a smart guy. I mean, he's literally his IQ is like genius level. Like he's one of the smartest presidents we've ever had. Uh, you know, Trump's right up there too. You know, and I think that Trump. I would like to ask Bill Clinton. I'd like to ask Bill a question. If he's that smart, why did he marry a woman that's so dumb? Uh, hey, Hillary Clinton is a smart person. She's just tweaked, you know, and uh, which makes her dumb. She's very conniving. She's very conniving. Yeah, but but conniving can also translate into smart, like where she is socially aware of things. Like, hey, uh, I was the wife of the uh, president of the United States, you know, that was reelected for eight fucking years, you know, do I look like the strong woman stick with him and make it through can, it? Can I, can I ask, can I ask you Or do question? I break off and make my own brand? Which, I mean, what, so, would, what would you do? So this is my problem with women. This is my problem that hang on the coattails of men with power. She followed Bill Clinton throughout everything. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, I can be Secretary of State. So she became Secretary of State. And if you look at her record, it's kind of, if she wasn't protected, it was a, a complete disaster. Everything from Benghazi to the emails, to wiener. I mean, you got a wiener. You got a wiener on your wiener. You got a you got a wiener of a guy named Wiener on your your face. I mean, you got and you encouraged your girl to marry this wiener. You remember that? Yeah. She told her, "Oh yeah, you should totally marry this guy. He's up and coming and stuff like that." Power and that's where I kind of go to my. Power, that's where I kind of go blame. to back. Well, it's just where I go back to my main thing. Like as a guy, if you're not doing something because you enjoy doing it, you're gonna do something goofy, like like wiener. I mean, like like these people, like you gotta enjoy what you do. You gotta. I mean, these guys obviously hated what they did so much that they fantasized 
about all this weird shit. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there, but I know it's weird. It's very weird. I'm yeah. just saying there's yeah. weird people out there and I don't understand them and I try to understand weird people, but it's hard. It's like and I'm glad I don't. Well, I think the only thing you need to try to understand is what their motivation is. And a lot of people's motivation is, is more power. It is more recognition. It's this and that. Like, I mean, there's only, I don't know, like five. I, I learned I learned this when I was, so at one point in my life, I was a sales manager, okay? And it was about 10 years, and they threw us through different types of training and things like that. And they said, like, okay. So we're going to put you through this um, Harvard business program and it's all about what motivates people. And it boiled down to five things. And number one was recognition. Uh, number two was money. And it, you know these may be out of order, but recognition, money, their environment, uh, like the people they work with, um, if they are um, recognized as the subject matter expert, uh, are they the go-to person? Are they needed by the organization? And number five, let's see, recognition, money, subject matter expert. Oh, uh, if there is a opportunity for them to move up. Those are the five things. And... That's what motivates people. Am I getting paid? Do I enjoy my environment? Am I getting recognized? Is there room for opportunity? You know, I mean, those are the motivators of people in jobs. And that also translates into the motivations of people in life. So think about relationships. Uh, you know, you are a woman and you're looking at, a potential mate as a man, are they going to provide me money? Are they going to, uh, do I just appreciate being around them? Do I think that, uh, us together is going to move us up the chain? Do I think, okay, can, I, can I step in real quick? Sure. So how much time do we got? Mm, probably like 10, 15 minutes. Okay, I'm going to make it real quick. So this is the problem with life, is that most of the time us guys grow up and we grow up out of getting being boys because all of a sudden we figure out we like women and we hang out with them, we do all this stuff, and then we're like, oh, how do we please women? And then we try to please women, and halfway through our life cycle, they go, fuck you, you're not, you're not, you didn't do what I thought you were going to do. You didn't give me the life I wanted you to give me. I'm going to divorce you. I'm going to take your kid. And, uh, Good luck. So, on the other hand, there's a lot of those guys that said, I've seen this happen before. It doesn't look good. It's like, is this the line to stand, like like, a, like Bill Burr said it perfect. He goes, about marriage, he goes, he goes, it's like standing in line at the fair, like, oh, there's a line, you lose half of your shit. Oh, this is great. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to get the horse ride. Uh, you know? I love Bill Burr. I love, I love Bill Burr. But the thing is, that's what it is. And a lot of us people heard that joke. And we didn't take that joke as a joke. We took that joke as like, 
that's a reflection on life because comedy is a reflection on life. So it's like, am I going to accept that? So the thing is, it's like, I think there's a lot more guys kind of standing back and being like, hmm, no, I'm not going to, because this is the thing is, let, let's say you, uh, you get out of school. You get a, a factory job back in the day for 30 grand a year. And then all of a sudden you meet a girlfriend and, and, and all of a sudden she's got a part-time job, but you want to make sure you can cover her part-time job. So now you work extra hours at the shop. Now all of a sudden you're working 400 hours extra a year at the shop than you normally would. You're making a lot more money and you're getting promoted and stuff. But all of a sudden, 10 years down the road, the girl looks at you and says, eh, you're fat, you know, I can't believe and settle for a guy like you. And she divorces your ass. Now you got to pay her half of what she helps you create, supposedly. And you got to pay child support and you're living in a mobile home and, or your roommate. And, uh, so the money you would have been making as a single guy. Let's just say you're a single guy and you're like, oh, 30 grand? 30 grand is pretty cool. Like, I don't spend that much. I don't need a lot of shit. I don't need to impress anybody. Once in a while I go on dates, but I probably... Dude, if you spend... There was times where you made money where you're just like, dude, I literally get by with like 800 bucks a month. Right, so that that, that kind of goes back to what I was saying to begin with is the five motivators of an employee is the same five motivators as people that are looking for a relationship because, you know, a job is a relationship. You're going to dedicate a lot of time of your life to make money or whatever it is that's driving you. Now, when you look at uh, a relationship, those five motivators stay the same. So, hey, is this relationship going to make me any more money? Is it going to uh, advance me socially somehow? Is it going to, uh, is that person going to recognize me for the things that I do? Um, you know, like it kind of goes down that well, li- line again. Yeah, but here's the question is, who, who's, who more wants that recognition? Is it the men or the women? Normally the women. The women want to be like, it depends on it, it depends on it depends on the dynamic of the relationship because I think it goes both ways. Like sometimes, I mean, I will tell you this: the strongest I've ever been financially, just everything, is when I had a partner who super believed in my abilities because it made me in my head think that, like, yeah, I am the shit. You know, I mean, I've had relationships where. I have had women tell me, like, listen, you're so smart. Uh, People are lucky to be in the same room with you. You know, and I'm like, that kind of goes to my head and inflates my ego a little bit. And it makes me really believe it. So I really do go into situations thinking, like, listen, you motherfuckers are lucky to be in the same room with me. So, so, So what happened to you? You're supposed to be the smart guy. Um, I still am a smart guy. I don't, I don't, I don't disbelieve my abilities at all, but it does. No, help. no, no, but it does you're, help you're to, saying to when, a girl, when a girl pushes you, when a girl pushes you, you find a little bit of 
like a turbo booster. You're like sure, it's a supplement. It's like oh, it's it's I like it's like it's like working out of the gym. You know, like I mean, uh, you take a little creatine, you take a little protein powder. You know, you you eat right. Well, you want and you want you want to give yourself the best is the best option. And you work out. So it's 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 a little bit of a combination of all those things, those five things that I was trying to tell you earlier. I mean, everybody needs a what degree, you know, like if you rate them on a one, one to five level, those five things, you know, is it money? Is it recognition? Yeah. Is it well, the opportunity to move well, up? Yeah. Is it your environment? This is my question. This is my question to you, though. Do you attribute all of your motivation to be a better guy and strive harder and actually work harder and apply yourself at a certain time just because of that woman? I mean, is that the only time you ever done it or you do it all the time, but you found more motivation at that point in order to do it? I like to do it. You know for what my, I mean? I like to do it for myself, for my own ego, you know, just to know that so I'm... So you would have done it anyway. So you're, you're no, saying you would have done it anyway. Not completely true. I'm. Let me finish my thought. Um, I think that uh, I perform well as an individual, but when there is a supplemented reason to do it, hence a you know mate, a fiance, a wife, a girlfriend, or whatever, uh, I excel because there's added reason to be better. Otherwise, because. Well, yeah. Because me, because me, me hold on, me personally, I don't require a lot to be happy. I could, I could have. No, I know that. I know that. I know that you're you're a very humble person. You appreciate just being in nature, getting on a bike, going on a bike right after a podcast, and coming back in fifteen minutes when I'm doing a smoke break. And you're a nature guy. You enjoy what life has given you. But the thing is, I don't mind like, taking a dab break either. But you know, I mean, I like to, I like to do, well, I like, yeah. to, I like to have you're it. Gonna, I like you're to gonna do whatever. I'm an experienced person, so like when you when you run down the five things of from that Stanford survey is like, for me, it's about the people I'm with, right? That enhances my life, and if I if we make yeah. if me and my girl make, you know. $15,000 combined, but we are happy as fuck just because we like being around each other. Cause we get a greater uh, fulfillment of each other's. That's never going to, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. You're never going to find a girl that's totally happy with you making 15 grand. I'm talking, or a year. I, I'm talking about both of us making 15 grand a year. No, you're never going to find that. That's a hippie girl that doesn't exist anymore. All these, no, girls are trading out. And you got to just heed, heed my warning is that they have all the power until they're about 42. As soon as they're 42, they start going downhill, looking a little older. They still have great boobs. But, you know. They got kids. You got to realize most of the guys we talked to think about think about most of our podcasts. When's the last time we had a podcast where we talked to a guy that's had kids and a family and still married? And let's just say just has kids. None of our friends have kids. You ever think about that? Well, that could be because no, that, 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 that could that could big movement. We, 
that very well could be because of the, the, the stage of life that we're in and that they identify with where we are and that's why we're friends. However, some of our best friends, like Angry, for example, he does have a kid, you know, but I remember having conversations with him back in the day. He is He did want all of that. He wanted, genuinely wanted all of that. He wanted to be married. He all of us want that. And why do you think she left him? Because he wasn't going to make as much money as she thought. So all of a sudden, she's, she's doing it all. She, she's very respectful. She takes care of him. Oh, God. When he runs out of money, when he runs out of money in the bank, who she doesn't even... He doesn't even call her. She goes, hey. I honestly, I honestly see the next wife. I could see him and his ex-wife possibly getting back together five, ten years from now. She's the most amazing woman I've ever seen. I'm not saying she's the most attractive thing on the block, but she is, when you think about how you would want a woman to be, especially if you had a kid with her, she is, she's all about the kids. She's very positive. She's, she's like, how can we do this together? How can I, how can I help you help me type of thing? You know, she's a good, and, she's a good chick. And I think what happened was she was too young when they got together and she thought that maybe there was more out there and she's probably right. But at the same time, you know, do they connect you know, well, do they communicate well? Does she care about him? Does he care about her? They've been divorced for, what, 10 years now? Five, 10 years, at least 10. And they still... Yeah, but like you said, there's still love, there's still love there. Yeah, there's, there, there's, if not love, a mutual respect that won't just go away. And I th- they want to make sure each other's taking it. They're going to be, they're going to look out for each other until the day they die. They'll be ninety years old, and like you're okay. Well, you don't. Here, here's one thing that women will do if they are in that situation. Okay, because I was just in this situation very recently. Uh, I was with a girl who has been divorced. She has two kids. Okay. Uh, Trouble. No, but like a unifying way of bringing all of it together would be to have another kid. Now, she won another baby. No, who said that? Who said that? She said that, or you, you agreed to that? That's not a good way of unifying it. She th- listen, I, I believe this. She has three kids. She has three kids. Two. She has two kids. She wants to have a kid with you. She's like, if we have a kid together, we'll unify the family. Pretty much. That sounds like some fucking cult. I mean... That sounds like some uh, voodoo women have on us, birds. Now listen. It is a voodoo. Now listen. So, like, the her, her and I have a kid, okay? She's got two other kids. The, those two kids. Wait, you have a kid with her? Danny, do I have a kid? I didn't know you have a kid. I don't have a kid. You have a kid? What? Danny. You know me. You have a kid? I don't have a kid. Oh. What I'm saying is, she has two. You're only up with four. Oh, she has two. She has two. We dated before, and 
I had a lot of time with them and stuff like that. They really like me and blah, blah. Like, I mean, I, I love her kids too. I think they're great. As Jesse Lee Peterson would say, you want to be beta or you want to be alpha? You want beta? You take care of somebody else's kids, you're beta. Listen, uh, the other the other guy, the, her previous marriage, that guy makes enough money to take care of his own kids. So, you know what? I look at it like this. If the kids... If uh, her and I got something, that's number one, right? Number two, if uh, the kids like me, that's good. That's good supplemental. And if there was a third, for example, uh, that they the kids have a reason to make it a family, right? Because now they have a, another brother or sister. And let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You think she'll ever love you more than she loves her kids? Well, if one one of the three is mine. <laughs> I didn't know you had a kid part. I don't. This is all hypothetical. Well, oh, well, then this is hypothetical. Do you think she would love you more than the kids that you never fathered? Most fathers who father kids that's not that's not that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is she's got two, she wants a third with me. And let's say it happened. Okay? A third one comes in. I all of a sudden have a child, okay? And it's a boy cuz that's what's it's going to be. It's going to be a boy. And uh all of a sudden he's got a brother and a sister who are a little bit older, but uh, you know, 90% of the time they've been with mom and the kids treat baby boy like he is, uh, you know, the same because he's from mom. She already has two kids, she already has two kids from somebody else. Right. Let's get back on track. True. I'd rather, I rather start fresh. Let's be honest. I'd rather start fresh. No, totally, but we're not going to be able to start fresh at her age. I mean, with me, you I can. gotta think about this. You, you can't. No, you can. No, you gotta this. think younger, though. You're not. You, no, let me, Danny, let me tell you my plan. Diggler, Diggler, you are I not. Have a plan. You, you don't are, listen to my plan. Okay, well, I'm gonna just. Can I interject for just a quick second? If your okay. plan, if your plan includes somebody your age, forget it. But if it includes someone younger than you, then game on. All right, we're going to go to the uh, forgetting zone. The what? I'm going to realize, I'm going to realize, hey, I went through, I went past my years of having kids. I'm not going to have kids. But I'm probably, my chances are more likely that I'm going to run into a product that's divorced or... Uh, widowed. Hopefully, she didn't kill her husband. You know, and uh, I'm going to meet a girl like this that. Is why you're, when I'm in, this is why your dumbass uh, needs to go younger. You can go. No, hold on. You're, you're forty. You're forty. What? Forty three. You can. You can go down. I know. To Don't worry. I'm not. I'm forty one, and I'm not going to do this till I'm fifty. So, in between forty one and forty nine, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a lot of call girls. I'm going to get a lot of hookers, 
a lot of prostitutes. Sounds like a great plan. Uh, I'm going to have some good visits in Vegas, and then I'm finally going to just settle for something I don't want to. But is that's it, what everybody does, is right? It, no, not everybody. The American way. Not everybody is that. And what happens is with if you're going to do the call girl thing, they're going to set the bar so high sexually that a, a girl that would actually have kids with you and do the whole family thing, you wouldn't even fucking get off. You probably wouldn't even come in her pussy because she's not doing it right. Oh, trust me. I don't have to wait for the girl. I'm just going to call him. I'm going to be so lazy. I don't even want to go to the... You know, Mike. I don't. Know. My, you know, my, I, I miss the good old. I, I honestly, I miss the good old days when me and you could go to the bar and there'd actually be some girls there you could talk to, and maybe they'd smack you or tell you to get away. And once in a while, there's a girl that's like, "Hey, you're kind of cute. Let's go." There's places Fuck, like that. There's them. places like that. They're just more rare. Well, not anymore. What do you mean, not anymore? Like, all of a sudden, all the bars are open again, and there's people running amok? Uh, no, no, they they kicked They, I'm saying back when uh, Drake's, Seven Civvies, McCabe. Okay, if you're going to live 20 years in the past, then you need to date someone that's 20 years younger than you, because that's the only way you're going to relive that time. So you either you either just you get your shit together and you become and become the dominant fucking older man that all younger women want because they do they don't want fucking the men their age they want an older man that to tell them what to do trust me that's eighty you know eighty like percent of women they want to be told what to do I, and I, if I, you're going to be the one that says yeah you know whatever you want and la 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 la. That just hard, doesn't hard, fly, bro. For years. You got it. For years. Listen, my ladies, ladies, years, ladies that are years, listening. Do you want? Years, do you want some guy that just says years. he's just going to keep talking? talking about men? No, talking about how men tell girls what to do. We tell them to do one thing. We go, can you just shut the fuck up for a minute? And they go nuts, and they never stop because you're disrespecting so them. No, we're not. We're just. If talking you, to her like I talk to you. If he told me to shut the fuck up, I'm like, listen, you shut the fuck up. That's where that conversation would go. It would just become into who's going to take control with the most logic here. Seriously. Me and you have a lot of logic because we've hung out enough. And we know that when we hang out with each other once in a while, we... This is why we like to drink in excess. That's why I kicked your ass. That's why I kicked your ass at one time. You kept trying to tell me that, like, your cough was nothing and your lifestyle was whatever. No, what I'm what I'm saying is that we can get to a point where we respect each other. We're like, we're gonna go super hard until they kick us out, and then we'll get an Uber home, and hopefully, we can make it all the way back to the house. Because that's an alpha move. it, the alpha move is to not give a fuck, regardless of the circumstances. Dude, it's like when you bought. It's like it's like when you brought all the Samoans over. You brought a whole island over. We loved it. It was like a fucking. It was like a luau. It was awesome. I was I'm a, I'm a, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now that was not an alpha move. That was a beta move because what, there was something in it for me. I, for one, we were having a good time. You know, like just 
not giving a fuck together as a group, but like it was an, it was all it of was a sudden a, it was an alpha move because you didn't care who you're hanging out with. You're like, hey, these are cool dudes. I'm gonna hang out with them. All those dudes could have kicked our ass. But I, but I, but I, but I, I became the beta position because I had no right home. So I was like. I'm like, yo, just fucking take me back to my place and like fucking I don't care who comes I, over. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a beta position. It is it is because it, because if it was an alpha move, I would have been the one deciding who came over and who didn't because I didn't want the whole fucking tribe to come over. But they did. And the only reason I allowed it is because I was, was I was given a run. No exactly. I was given the run. Hard. That was one of the most interesting nights I ever had, and and it will never be a bad memory for me. It's always going to be funny because I remember you going, I don't know what the fuck to do. And there's everybody in there, and they're all big. They're all big. I mean, they're all 300 pounds. 250 plus at least. <laughs> uh, but they're all happy, too. Everybody was they're having big. a good time except for the two you? that wanted to kill each other. <laughs> No, it was he got in the bathroom because he he found out the girl that he was dating was cheating on him. I mean, got bad news like at the that. wrong time apparently. No, because his guy, his buddy went in there and said, "No, no, 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 no." And they, you know, after they knocked about three or four pictures down and cracked them, it was okay. It was okay. Every like once some people got hit a couple times and slammed into our walls and destroyed our bathroom. Yeah, they figured shit out. You know. All right, bro. So, no, but the fact that your, your your boy did your boy did say, "Hey, should I pay any extra?" And you're like, "No." No, that was nice about that was nice of you. But I got to tell you this: we got about you know two minutes left, so let's wrap this motherfucker up. I think this is a good podcast, you and I, just us talking. We've got a lot of stories. Yeah. We, hey, well, we got a lot of opinions, and we listen to each other. Sometimes I don't agree with you; you don't agree with me. Sometimes I think about things I said and go, eh, maybe I don't think about that anymore. Well, that's a beautiful part about recording these conversations because you're going to have the opportunity to listen to them again and think about the context of what we were talking about and uh, form a new opinion that you can bring to the next podcast. That's the beautiful part is you get to listen to these things over again and you get to give me shit about what you think I did right and what you think you did wrong and <laughs> you know let what me, I mean? let me let me ask you, let me ask you a question do you think these podcasts should be mandatory for everybody going to like school like how you talk to people what you think about people because i mean that's what we do when we sit there and do a podcast we're just like so what we think so i'm taking it's like i'm, I take, I'm taking a class right now i'm taking a communications <laughs> class right now and, um, yes, I think that a pod, a podcast should be like a prerequisite to, I don't know, college, maybe. I don't know. I think that, uh, it's a communication degree. It's public, it's public speech. Podcast is, podcast is a, a prerequisite for communications degree. It's, it's public speaking and it's communications all in one. It's psychology. It's, it's all of the above. I don't know. I think they're good. And I think that uh, if you are consistent with them, which so far we have been, and I don't see us not being consistent with them, I think that, uh, you know, they're something that, you know, your kids can look back and like, what did Papa Brooks look like or sound like or what did he think back in 
2020 and it's you know 2055 i don't know it's 30 40 years later and you got kids or i don't know like something to think she about something, something to think about but that's still thinking about kids. something to think about but that's it that's a wrap